Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. And today we're going to talk about principle-based parenting. Someone named JJ wrote in, I'm assuming it's someone famous, and he had some questions which spurred a whole thought process for me. And today in this episode, I'm going to share it with you. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right. Hello. Welcome back. I hope that wherever your day is and whatever's going on in it, it is a good day. I did get an email recently. My wife and I did an episode on step parents and just parenting in general. And I did get some emails. One of them was from JJ. And I laugh a little bit only because JJ did not really give me any information to work off of. It just said JJ. And then the email is no at mo.com. So I'm hoping that this means it's Jimmy Johnson, the racer, and that someone famous listens to my podcast. Here's his email in its entirety or hers for all I know. Could be J.J. Abrams, the movie maker. I never even thought about that. I listen to your parenting podcast. Wonder about the other side. What about people who overindulge? You know, I think that that's a great question. And one of the realities of parenting that they have discovered through research recently is that parents that never discipline their children often end up with the same parents that abuse their children. In other words, the trauma to the child can be just as severe when it runs that way or when it goes the direction of no interventions at all. The problem the problem is, though, I think how that data gets interpreted. Because often what my pro-over-engaging friends say is, see, see, there's the proof. I have to, you know, brr, be a drill sergeant with my parents. And I just don't think, or with my children, I just don't think that's true. I stand by the idea that relationship wins because relationship isn't about just giving someone what they want. Relationship is about inviting someone to be the best version of themselves that they can possibly be. And so I think this email kind of highlights something that I'd like to talk about, which is this idea of what is good parenting? I hear this all, this question all the time from clients, what is good parenting? And often in the beginning, they're frustrated because I don't really say, well, it's this or that. I want to talk more about principles. I just think we need to be a principle-based living society. And I just don't think that there is this do these three things and things get better. So Today, what we're going to talk about is what are good principles to follow as a parent? What are good parenting principles? And this won't be a surprise, but the first principle that I think makes for good parenting is it's relationship-based. It seeks to build the relationship in everything that it does. Now, that doesn't mean that it seeks to build the relationship over over right safety or teaching or training. And there are times where the relationship takes a hit because you have to do parental things. This is one of my biggest beefs with the modern sports. It moves the major emphasis in a kid's life from the parent having the opportunity to be intentional about building the relationship to a coach or a volunteer. And that's fine like that. There's a place for that. But good parenting is intentional about building the relationship. One of the things that, you know, often I'll meet with older parents and they're like, my kids just aren't involved in my life at all. And I ask them, well, 
well, what did your relationship look like as they were growing up? How did you do that? Because one of the things that we have to do, we've become so responsibility averse as a society that anytime somebody says, hey, this is going on in your kids and it might actually be your responsibility. So you're blaming me now? You're blaming me? I can't believe you're blaming me. Parenting is hard enough without you blaming me. And I just want to be like, what in the world are you talking about? I don't, uh, to be honest with you, I, I rarely think in terms of blame, but I do often think in terms of responsibility. And I have a responsibility to four human beings that are my children to teach them what it means to be a good adult. And I don't just do that with my words. I do that with my actions. And I do that by building the relationship, which easily leads me to to principle number two. Good parenting isn't about the parent. And so much of the hogwash that we go through in counseling with people is because they have to kind of dissuade themselves of this idea that that parenting is about them, right? And, And this is the most obvious thing is when children are younger, and they act out, people become distressed thinking that people are judging them, in part probably because too many people are judging them, but also in part because they're probably judging other people, or at least they were, right? No one's a better parent than someone who doesn't have kids, right? No one has better advice for people than someone who's never had kids because they watch their nieces or nephews and they know what it's like. The flip side of that, you know, I know a lot of people who are well into their adult years who are single without kids, and often they say, well, you know, it's even worse when people ask me, when am I going to have kids? True. No doubt. Like that is, unless they have a very deep relationship with you, that is not their business. But here's the thing. Often you don't know how something, how difficult something is until you do it. One of the things that I always laugh at with people when they criticize their work leadership is I ask them, well, what do you lead? It doesn't have to be work, but what do you lead? Because nothing will make us more sympathetic to other leaders than leading. I was talking to a guy one time, not a client. So I could literally tell you his name, his address, his phone number, the whole nine yards. I won't do that. But I was talking to a guy one time and he was all mad that his company, his company was almost on the verge of bankruptcy. It got bought. They went through and they basically told all the stores based on the numbers that you're running, here's the amount of staff that you can have. And they took away a lot of staff. They expected managers to do more work. And he was very angry about this. And I said, well, the alternative was you were going to go bankrupt and you wouldn't have a job. Would that have been better? Well, see, you just don't understand. Okay. I guess I don't, but you've never led anything. So how do you know? And that's what happens with people that are not parents. They don't realize how hard it is. And if you're listening to this and you're not a parent and you're like, well, I give people good advice. Maybe you do. Probably you don't because it's very difficult to give advice for something that you've not been involved in on the day-to-day stuff. It just is. And it's okay. But good parenting It starts with these two principles. It builds the relationship and it's not about the parent. This is why if you're divorced, don't talk to your kids in a negative way about your ex if you can avoid it. Now, if the ex is doing things are directly negatively impacting the children, you have to address that. Unfortunately, there's no way around it. You have to address it. But when you start making your kids choose sides, well, I only did this because your mom, I only did this because your dad, you're making your relationship with your children about you. And that's not healthy. It's not about you. It's about the kid. It's about the kid becoming an adult. Now, as they grow, as they mature, things change and they become something of a peer and you have conversations with them, but that's well up to their, you know, late teens, early twenties when that happens. 
Now you can have deep conversations with your kids at any point. My son and I had a fascinating discuss discussion about the difference between wormholes, black holes, and sunspots, and what the co positive correlations there might be. To be honest with you, I was a little lost. He's 10. One of the things though that we have to consider when we're doing things is what principle is driving it. And so the first two questions, is this being driven by somehow building the relationship? Now that doesn't mean you don't ground your kid. That doesn't mean that there aren't negative consequences for, for life choices. It doesn't mean you should rescue them from natural consequences. But are you building the relationship? Are you taking time to positively interact in their lives? And this doesn't have to be, you know, this giant production. Uh, one of my mentors often tells me 15 minutes. 15 minutes is what kids need of face-to-face -face time uh, four to five times a week and then spread throughout the rest of the year, you get some bigger times together. And so there is this balance of you got to do, we got to, everybody has a lot to do, right? We got to work. Monday to Wednesday, I leave usually around 6.45 in the morning and I get home around nine o'clock at night. I'm not doing a whole lot of relationship building those three days. Now, we talk when I get home, we talk throughout the day via text maybe or Snapchat, but how are we building that relationship? How are you building that relationship with your kids? And then your decisions, what are they about? Because here's the thing, parenting comes with rejection. Parenting comes with rejection. Your kid will reject you. Your kid will say things in a moment of emotional dysregulation that might really hurt. I was just sitting with a parent this week, found the kid's texts, and there were some things said in those texts that were very painful for the parent. And I understand that it's painful, and I want to be clear on this. It is totally okay to be hurt. But the response cannot be based out of that hurt. It has to be about helping the kid grow and mature. Now, we can still address, hey, you said this and I don't think it's accurate and I found that very hurtful because what we're doing is we're treating them as though they're becoming adults when we do that. And that's important because what I do with my kids should be designed to be about them. So you can have frank conversations about life. I don't think parents shouldn't fight in front of their kids. I actually think they should fight in front of their kids, but they should do it in a healthy way. They should do it in a way that shows their kids how to handle conflict. Because what happens if parents never fight in front of their kids? Those kids become adults that don't know how to fight. They don't know how to have disagreements with their significant others. And if it's about the kids, then you have the uncomfortable accountability of fighting in front of your kids. Now, if you don't know this, I wrote a book about relationships. In that book, there are six rules of communication. I don't know if my kids still do it, but for a while, they would pull chairs out when my wife and I would have a really good row, right? And we usually have about one of those a year. And they would pull chairs out into the hallway so they could hear us. And my, I won't tell you which one, but it was my middle daughter, Cadence, she would keep score of how many times I broke one of those six rules. And then she'd tell me about it later. And that sucked. But if it's not about me, right? Oh, I'm the dad. That accountability is good for me. And yeah, I'm like you. Most people don't like being held accountable in that way, but it was good for me. And so engaging that accountability was painful. It still is because I still make mistakes. But my parenting isn't about me. At least it shouldn't be. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is because I mess up just like anybody else. All right. First principle, it's about building the relationship. Second principle, it's about it's about the kid, not the parent. Third principle that we ought to live out of, it's about the adult they're becoming, not necessarily the kid they are. So a lot of times I'll have people come in and they'll sit down and they'll be like, my kid did this and I'll let them talk for two, three, five, ten minutes. And when they're done, I say, okay. And I make sure that I heard them. So I mirror them. So your 
kid did this and that. And then I ask him, so what? Well, can you believe that they did that? Yes, because your kid is 8, 9, 10, 7, 16. Of course your 16-year-old didn't emotionally regulate. There's more going on inside his head. Like, that's just how the chemicals work. And so good parenting embraces this principle that, that it's not about who they are, it's about who they become. With the expectation that kids are just like us. They make mistakes. The only difference is nobody's looking at us to be like, oh, hey, you you made this mistake here. And so we have to embrace the reality. Your kids make mistakes. When your kid is 16 and acting like a 16-year-old, if you lose your mind, you stop playing the end game. You stop playing the long game. You stopped making it about them and you made it about you. And look, I'm not blaming you. I'm a parent. I've got four kids. I've been doing the parent thing for 21 years almost. And there are things that I look back and I'm like, I cannot believe I did that. But here's the thing. I think if you can take these three principles, build the relationship, no matter what you do, you seek to build the relationship. It's about the kid and it's about the long game. In other words, who the kid is becoming as an adult. Those three principles, if you filter your decisions through those three principles, you tend to make better decisions because you're not chasing the fire of the week, right? The fire of the week is, oh, my kid got a F. In, in algebra. Okay, maybe your kid isn't good at algebra. Yeah, but he needs to be good at algebra. Why? Well, he didn't try. Okay, then have that conversation. Hey man, you didn't try. And that's what concerns me about this grade. Because at some point in your life, you're going to have to try or the consequences of not trying are really severe. And then you can walk away. You don't have to stay engaged in this long protracted argument. All right, what about you? What are principles that you think should drive parenting? What are principles that you think if people engaged in them, it would help them to make really good decisions and to by and large be good parents? I'd love to hear from you. Email me joe at joemartino.com. Tell me your thoughts. Tell me the principles. And uh, maybe we'll put one in a show sometime. JJ, if it is Jimmy Johnson or JJ Abrams, uh, please write me back and let me know that. If it's not, uh, I hope that you I was able to answer your question. And um, thank you for that because it gave me a whole episode to kind of run off today. All right. If you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends. We find value in sharing things with people that we find value in and just giving it away to them. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.